sustainable pharmaceutical systems Nanyonga Stella M. Karama Many of us walk into pharmacies and hospitals expecting to find medicine. But have we ever wondered how the pharmaceutical industry has been able to sustainably serve all of us until now? We have a guest from the Sustainable Pharmaceutical Systems in Uganda. Hello Stella. You are welcome to this episode of Words That Count. You are our last feature for the year and there is no better way to wrap this up. Hi Winnie, thank you for the opportunity. I am happy to share my story with the world. Kindly introduce yourself to our audience. My name is Nanyonga Stella Maris Karama from Uganda. I am currently engaged in full-time consultancy work in policy development and health systems research. My consultation work so far has been with the Global Fund, World Health Organization, Ministry of Health, Infectious Disease Research Collaboration, among others. I'm also affiliated to the Sustainable Pharmaceutical Systems, SPS units at Macquarie University College of Health Sciences, where I work on several projects. Tell us about your journey from childhood to landing into pharmaceutical work. I'm the fourth child in a family of six children. My parents are both teachers by profession and very passionate about education. I started my academic journey at Frobel Kindergarten in Entebbe Town in central Uganda. I then joined St. Joseph's Katabi Primary School where my mother was the head teacher for primary education at age six. I was lucky to hold the first or second position every term until a new student joined in primary four. That is when I started working hard academically because this girl was extremely brilliant. I moved on and joined Chisubi Girls School in primary six where I completed my primary education. For high school, I joined Mount St. Mary's College Namagunga in senior one and studied at this institution for six years for both O and A level education. I particularly loved Namagunga because they ensured that we got a holistic education. We were trained to be ladies, not to cross the lawn, not to litter rubbish, how to do housework, how to pray, and we also had a healthy level of entertainment. We all had to do home economics, learn a sport, and do literature as a compulsory subject. These are life skills that they were teaching us because I'm currently very good with a needle and thread. I can plan and cook a meal beautifully and I can write a newspaper article in 30 minutes because of this background in literature. I played badminton, table tennis and football, though I also tried my hand at lawn tennis and hockey, but I was not good at these. My most fond memory of Namagunga must be the time we finished the Uganda Certificate of Education. We were young and happy and excited to live the rest of our lives. I felt like I could do anything with my life. I have always wanted to be a medical doctor since I was very young at about 10 years and my father wanted me to be a medical doctor and encouraged me to study sciences. However, my older sister became a doctor and all I remember is that she studied for a very long time and when she started working, she had to work at night. I knew this was not what I wanted to do with my life. Yes, I love patients. I love making a difference in people's lives. And I love everything to do with biology and chemistry. But this was not it for me. I had to look for a course that would still give me all of this without having to become a doctor.
pharmaceutical science was exactly what I was looking for. Unfortunately, pharmacy required much higher points than medicine and that meant that I had to work very hard during my senior six to get admitted to the bachelor's of pharmacy course. I excelled in my A-level exams and went ahead to pursue a bachelor of pharmacy degree. Because of my love for patient care, I particularly enjoyed clinical pharmacy and dreaded pharmaceuticals and industrial pharmacy. I worked as a pharmacist for one year and went ahead to join the London School of Pharmacy at University College London to pursue a master's in clinical pharmacy, international practice and policy. The course content was well structured and the academic staff were very helpful and I had the most enriching experience at this institution in 2011 and 2012. I joined the course when I was seven months pregnant, but I was determined to prove that being a mother does not stop one from achieving what one wants. I remember going into the labor ward with a very big book called The Clinical Use of Drugs by Kimball to read in between the contractions. It was prolonged labor and by the time I went for the emergency caesarean section, I did not know where my books were. I did an end of semester presentation five days after the caesarean section. One of my classmates asked me where I get all this determination from. The answer is simple. I want to be better than I was yesterday. Recently, I completed a master in science in clinical epidemiology and biostatistics 2021 because I wanted to improve my research skills, grant writing skills, and scientific writing skills. The tuition for this course is the best money I have ever spent. Over the years, I have worked in several places and have been instrumental in the development of different policies and guidelines in the health sector in Uganda, including the Uganda National Action Plan on Antimicrobial Resistance in 2018 the National Medicine Policy 2015, National Pharmaceutical Sector Strategic Plan 3 2015-2020, Practical Guidelines for Dispensing for Higher Level Health Centers 2015, the Uganda Clinical Guidelines 2016, and the Essential Medicine and Health Supplies List for Uganda in 2016. I also participated in the development of the East African Regional Guidance Document for the development and implementation of antimicrobial stewardship programs in 2019 in Nairobi, Kenya. As an African woman, I know it hasn't been easy to achieve what you have. Tell us about your most challenging times on this journey. I have faced two major challenges along the way. The lack of willingly dedicated professional mentors and the fact that I am a woman. It is very hard to get a role model or someone to provide one with guidance and support on the career path. Everyone is either too busy or they view younger people in the same field of practice as competition, not as people who will build onto the work they have started. You end up making some mistakes along the way simply because you do not have anyone to guide you. As a woman, I feel like we don't have a level playing field at work, yet we compete for the same opportunities with the men. When a woman speaks out, we are called emotional and hormonal very easily, yet the man is called firm and assertive for having the same reaction. It is almost impossible to network because as the men are heading off to a bar or a gym club, you're running off to tuck someone in bed, complete the children's homework, prepare uniforms for the next day for the children and ensure that your husband finds a sensible meal at home. 
When a child is sick at school, they call the mother. They will only call the father if they fail to get the mother on their 10th attempt. But both the mother and father are at work and have the same job description. Does a woman get fewer deliverables because she has children to look after? The answer is no. As a woman, I lose three years of my career life every time I decide to have a child. One year for pregnancy where I'm working at half capacity, depending on how difficult the pregnancy is, and another two years raising the child to an age where I can comfortably leave them in the care of a stranger. For my youngest, I resigned from my job because she was not gaining weight and was not hitting her growth milestone. I had decided to try working as an 8 to 5 job while raising a newborn. Quickly, I realized that I was failing at being a full-time working mother of an infant. Within three months of my resignation, she was a different child in terms of growth and health. I vividly remember going for field work with a breast pump so that I can maintain my breast milk supply and continue breastfeeding my child when I return home. Traveling to the field with a baby is not an option because they fall sick. You need to move with a nanny, not to mention the amount of luggage you have to carry and the cost implication. I train health workers across the country in appropriate medicine use and antimicrobial stewardship. Often. One or two participants turn up with a child. Usually it's because they have no one to leave the child with or they are exclusively breastfeeding due to the cost of supplementary feeding. These mothers sit at the back and are in and out of the training to care for the child. This means that they do not benefit from the training as they should. I have also witnessed mothers turn up with babies to residential workshops being turned away because the organizers did not make provisions for them. The fact that we have to choose between getting ahead and raising our children is simply sad. These are things we do not talk about as women or as a society, yet they affect our work and our productivity. However, despite these challenges, we still get up, show up and excel at our work. The reality of us working as women in male-dominated fields is very sad. But how have you been able to move forward in the middle of all these challenges? Two people have inspired me to be what I am today, my mother and my husband. I watched my mother achieve a lot with six children and an extended family to care for. If she could do it, so can I. She started with a certificate but retired as an assistant commissioner with a Ministry of Education and a master's degree. To upgrade through different education levels as an adult and move through the professional cadets, while raising a family is truly inspirational. On the other hand, my husband believes in me. He has so much faith in me that it is enough for the two of us. I left him as a single parent to a one-year-old as I pursued my master's in London. He did a fantastic job being both mommy and daddy. He always tells me to follow my dreams and he will look after the children until I return. In my world, the sky is the limit because I have such a strong support system. Let's talk about your prestigious moments, achievements and awards. I have had several achievements and awards as listed below. Royal Society of Tropical Medicine and Hygiene Small Grant Award 2021 Pfizer Global Medical Grant Award 2021 First Class Degree in the MSc in Clinical Epidemiology and Biostatistics 2021 Council Member of the Pharmaceutical Society of Uganda, 
2021 to 2024, Women Champions of Snakebite 2020, Founding Member of the Appropriate Medicines Use Advisory Group, Ministry of Health 2017 to 2019, Founding Member of the Ministry of Health National Antimicrobial Consumption and Use Steering Group, Ministry of Health 2017-2019, Member of the Secretariat for the Review of the Uganda Clinical Guidelines, Essential Medicine and Health Supplies List Uganda, Ministry of Health 2016, Best Hospital Pharmacist Award 2015, Award for Selfless Service from the Rotary Club of Kampala Central 2014-2015, Commonwealth Scholarship Award 2011-2012. If it has nothing to do with work, how do you spend your spare time? Outside work, I am a very fun-loving person. I love dancing, cooking, eating out, watching a good movie and spending time with my loved ones. On a sunny Sunday afternoon, you will find me at the pool or visiting a friend with the children. I spend my free time with my children and the thought of an empty nest scares me. What is your favorite quote? In the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. Abraham Lincoln I make it a point to make each day count for me. If something robs me of my happiness, I usually let it go. What are your words of encouragement for a young girl in STEM? Math is not difficult. My 12-year-old daughter, Noella, must be tired of hearing this. Good news, she now believes it and has become good at math. When you work hard at something, it becomes easier with time. She started doing three math numbers a day two years ago and her math phobia seems to have disappeared. Do not let the bad grades discourage you. Long formulas shouldn't put you off. Do not let the basic principles that sound like Greek make you give up. I one time scored 45%. In math but I scored a distinction in maths chemistry and biology at all level if I Stella with such a humble beginning at St. Joseph's Katabi could become a scientist you can become one just keep working at it and refuse to give up I believe that nothing is impossible whether you are a boy or a girl not every closed door is locked push the door might surprise you and open thank you very much Stella for giving us part of your festive time. We're very confident about closing the year with you. Thank you for the good work you do in the pharmaceuticals industry. Merry Christmas to you and your lovely family.